everyone, Coach D here, and welcome back to the Standing O podcast, where we share stories and conversations that build your confidence. Today, I I thought I'd share a story. I am in the middle of track season, and uh, as I'm talking to my athletes, and often as I go to different schools and I talk to different organizations about uh, what it means to be a female athlete, what it means to be a girl today chasing dreams. And I often reference uh, that, like what I talked about with my guest, Beth Shelton, in our podcast a couple episodes ago, just about how girls' confidence plummets when we're young and we're just kind of uninhibited and we're, we're free and we're dreaming and we're playing in our bedrooms and outside when we're little girls, we just have all the confidence in the world. And then something happens. You know, we experience the world outside of our homes and we start to see kind of outside of ourselves and compare and all of the things that happen. And when we become teenagers and young adults, it just, our confidence plummets. And so the question I often ask these girls and these women that I am talking with or mentoring with or coaching, just find a picture of of you when you were young. And when you look at that picture, you remember just happy memories, just feeling free and joyful. Find that picture. And often that picture is one of their first moments playing sports. And I often wonder what happens. What happens to that little girl in that photo because when you started playing yeah maybe your mom or your dad put you in park and rec because they needed you to do something on a saturday morning but at some point you fell in love with it yourself and then what happens right what happens to that little girl and so i often love that exercise of reflection because that little girl in the picture she's still in you she's still there and so that's what I wanted to do for myself today is find a picture of me before the sport of track and field became tedious to me and it became about ego and before it became about, you know, strategy and uh, seeing who's running what and who's running where and how to stack the points and build the best lineup and all of the extra stuff. I wanted to reflect and remember why I love this sport, why I love sport in general and what it does for me. So I found my favorite picture. And I thought, hmm, let's reflect on this. What was Erica like in this moment? And I wanted to relive that day and share it with you. So here it is. Here is my first race. Dad was young, striking. He appeared to stand taller than his six foot two inch frame with his skinny legs sticking out of those short white shorts. His white socks were pulled up mid-shins, and on his feet were the newest pair of Nikes, the one and only perk of being a track coach. While fashion trends were never a priority, he seemed to hang on to the 70s with his large aviator sunglasses and his full, thick, strawberry blonde mustache. The mesh back ball cap sat more on the back of his head than on the top of it pressing his thick, shaggy brown hair over his ears. Looking at the picture, I can smell the sunscreen. Sport, the blue bottle, SPF 50. Dad was never at a track meet without sunscreen. His pale skin never tanned. It would burn and freckle. So he always lathered up, 
leaving small white gobs of sunscreen looming behind his ears or stuck in that strawberry blonde mustache. Dad, rub that in, I'd inform him with varying degrees of embarrassment over our 20 years of track meets together. The most nostalgic part of the pictures from that day are the video camera. Dad didn't sit in the stands with all the other parents. He stood on the infield with our large VHS camp corner held on his right shoulder. He stood close enough to coach me, stay in your lane and keep your knees up, but also at a far enough angle to be able to capture the whole event on tape. The size of the video camera shrunk over the years, but his enthusiasm for recording me never faded. In the track and field world, the 400 meter dash is considered a sprinting event. Elite female athletes sprint a full lap around the track in 52 seconds or faster. Any athlete who has run this race knows that the last 100 meters is pure guts. The lactic acid builds up, tightening the hamstrings and glutes. The runner's stride shortens, her arms become tense, and her head bobs as if begging for the finish line to come closer. My dad would later describe it to me as though a bear jumps on the runner's back. There were no 52 second 400 times that day, not on August 5th, 1988. As I came around the final turn, just five years old, the big girls in my race long passed. The crowd started clapping and cheers grew louder. My would-be high school coach stood on the infield, tiptoeing the inner edge of the track, whistling and circling his arms. Go, Erica, go! Above all the noise, I could hear the booming voice of my dad coaching me along the way. Keep pumping your arms. You're doing great. Stay in your lane. My knobby-kneed, white-haired, sun-kissed self was crisscrossing lanes, zigzagging my way to the finish line and soaking in the applause. The look on my face was distinct contrast from bare-on-the-back desperation. I was smiling. This was the admiration I had imagined while playing all those years on this very track. And here comes Coach Lynn's daughter. Let's bring her home. The announcer encouraged and the crowd grew louder. Great job. Go, Erica. Almost there. Dad was the first to greet me at the finish line. He set his shoulder-sized camcorder down on the track and gave me a bear-sized hug. The kind only dads can give their little girls. A meat official pinned a medal onto my tank top, probably only because I was cute, or more, probably because I was the coach's daughter. Regardless, I felt as though I had won. Mom raced down the stands and along the fence to be near the finish line. While she stood outside the track, she made sure to get Dad and I into the right position so she could take our picture. And it is the picture, all these years later, I still proudly display. It is my all-time favorite picture, me on the track with my dad standing right behind me, beaming with pride. There's a reason that picture is my favorite picture. I never knew, obviously taking it or even growing up, that I would hold on to that memory so tightly. But really, when I take the time to reflect on it, it is so foundational for not just who I am and for my family and just kind of who we are, you know, as a, as a track family, as a support system, but it kind of shows me how much I, I love it, right? Like how much passion and joy that just being on the track brings me, not just for the, the medal 
that can get pinned on my chest, but just for the people around me, the joy that that brings me. And oftentimes when we're just in the middle of it, we can lose sight of that. We can forget. So that's what I want to encourage you to do today. Find a picture, find a moment and relive it, reflect on it, write it down. Why did you start playing? What was that moment like? How did you feel in that picture, in that moment? Relive it, retell it, and hey, write it down. And if you want, email it to me because you never know. We could maybe share it on a future podcast episode. These are the moments, the moments of joy, the moments that are foundational in building who we are and why we play. That's where our confidence comes from, connecting to our inner self, to our young girl that played for fun. I can't wait to hear your stories. Thanks for listening to the Standing O podcast. If you'd love more stories and episodes like this, please leave a review and let us know. Thanks for subscribing, for sharing, and for tuning in. Until next time, this is Coach D, and I'm cheering you on.